0: Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life Magazine.
1: I'm David Overbach, CEO and Publisher of iPhone Life Magazine.
0: And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of
1: iPhoneLife.com.
0: So this week we have a bit of a special episode. We are at CES 2017. And so for any of you who don't know, that stands for the Consumer Electronics Show. We're in Las Vegas having a great time, it's a little
1: crazy too. We are all sitting on the floor in a circle around a coffee table where our microphones are. In pajamas, without coffee. (laughs) So we're gonna be super upbeat and excited for you guys. Um, But no, CES is really a crazy event. Over 150,000 people attend every year and uh, all the tech companies come, exhibit their latest stuff. And so it's really just a crazy experience, uh, really fun, and so we're excited to uh, tell you guys about all of the cool new gadgets.
0: Yeah, so each year we go and choose our favorite products that are in our space, so they all have to be iOS related. Um, So we already have 15 winners so far, we might choose a few more today. So we're gonna go over what our favorite products are and why we like them, and also just give you guys an idea of uh our overall impressions from ces so far so to get started uh before we get started we want to talk about our sponsor which is otterbox this is a company that is at ces this year so we got to go meet with all the people at the company everyone's so nice and see all their new stuff
1: so yeah one of the interesting things about doing these awards or doing most of our coverage is we have sponsors here at iPhone Life. And we go out of our way to find sponsors that we like, we like their products, we think they have great value for our readers and listeners. And so when we come to award time or feature time, we often have a product where they're sponsors and they are award winners and they are featured in a magazine. So that's the case this time. Uh, OtterBox has a product called the Universe Series uh, and they just this time released the universe series for the ipad and it's one of our best of show cs award winners and they also happen to be the sponsor of this podcast <laughs> so a little
2: bit of a conflict of interest so we're just being upfront. front there. we're
1: just full disclosure on this but we have one thing you should always know about us we have a very clear separation between editorial and advertising it's church and state in other words Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot get coverage from us if you advertise, but w- we just feature the best products. And so we've had in the past to have it happen pre- where a product uh, that advertised with us, we then were doing a-, a roundup and it didn't make the cut, and that is what it is. Uh, so just to put that up front, because I understand the conflict, but uh, you know if it's a great product, it's a great product. So the iPad uh, Universe Series case, how the Universe Series works is Uh, it's a great protective case all around protective case on the back it has a little slot uh, that you can kind of dock things into I don't know how to describe it better than that
0: they call it a module modules or modules that connect to it there you go
1: and so they're working with uh, people throughout the industry some of the leading accessory manufacturers throughout the industry to create modules that connect to their case so for example Uh, Alloclip, who's another company that's exhibiting here, uh, has really a great camera system that docks to the, uh, goes over the camera and gives you wide angle lens or macro lens, and so they have a module that you connect to your case when you need it. Uh, And so they've had it for the iPhone for a long time, and now they have it for the iPad as well, and they've launched a whole bunch of new uh, modules for the cases, so let's talk about some of our favorites of that.
0: Uh, I was really excited, I love keyboard cases for the iPad and Bridge has a keyboard module that connects to the iPad uh, and that's a new functionality. Mm -hmm. Another one was Sparrow, it's a carbon monoxide monitor that you can take with you on like, for instance, a camping trip and that can help make sure that you're safe in your tent and that the carbon monoxide levels don't get too high. If you're using like a heater or
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, I thought that was a really good one. I mean, first of all, it was interesting because apparently somebody in the OtterBox family that they lost somebody in the OtterBox family from this. So it was a very personal thing for them. But also, how many iPhone accessories could save your life? Um, not a lot. <laughs> so I'm like
0: thinking, there probably are some. <laughs> I'm sure there are
1: some, uh, but but it's pretty cool when it goes from being something that's convenient to being something that could save your life. And so that was a really interesting one. I, I like the case one. Uh, they, for the iPhone, they had a really cool wallet uh, module. It was made by, oh, I'm going to blank. It's a company that makes the Swiss Army Knives. Mm. And it was really well constructed. It was really nice. I, you could put one card in, and you could shake it and turn it upside down, and it wouldn't fall out.
0: Yeah, and they also, um, oh, what was my point I was going to make? I don't know, Donna. (laughs) I
2: can tell you why I love these cases. Yes. Um, What I really love is that usually if you have accessories, you either have to take your case off or switch your case. And I love that you can just have one really protective case, because sometimes the case you'll have to switch or you have to take it off, then your phone's left vulnerable. So I love that there's one really protective case and really high-quality, well-designed accessories that you can just switch in and out without having to deal with that, you know, because everyone uses different accessories depending on how they personally use their phone, and so this is such a great solution.
0: Yeah, that was similar to what I was going to say that, um, for instance, with Alloclip, usually if you have some other case, you have to take it off and put your Alloclip on, and this just saves you that step. You can use the accessory without having to bother with that.
1: And uh, and that's a great point, and I often... Uh Like wallet cases because if I'm going out and I don't want to carry around two things in my pocket, it's great to have a wallet case. But I don't use it on a regular, everyday basis, and so it's really nice to have a case like you're saying where you can swap in a wallet case when you need it, Mm -hmm. swap it out, as opposed to having to go and change your full case and carry two cases. Yeah,
2: that's a really great because battery cases are so bulky, and then but you have to like switch out of your regular case and put the battery
0: case on, and so. I basically feel like our COO, Noah, needs a Universe case because yeah. he loves wallet cases and also battery packs. So. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's like
2: utilitarian for his iPhone case, he's really into. Yeah.
1: Last point on this, and then we'll move on to the rest of our winners. Um, what I think OtterBox did a great job on on this series is they didn't try to make all of the modules themselves. A lot of times that's what companies do when they create systems like that, and then they get spread really thin and the modules aren't always great uh, mm-hmm. but what they did is they went and they found the industry leaders in each category so bridge has a really awesome keyboard and rather than otterbox trying to become masters of key bluetooth keyboards they partnered with them to have a module and same thing with clip as opposed to trying to replicate what clip does clip has been doing this for years they're really the industry leader and so partnering with the other industry leaders is great
2: right because totally. you don't w- that's always the disappointing thing you don't want the crappy one that the company has made, you want the best uh, accessory for whatever use case you have.
1: And it also always feels a little bit weird when a really big company comes and just rips off all the other small companies and then tries to sell the same stuff. So it's nice that, yeah, exactly.
0: So thanks to our sponsor OtterBox and also a CES award winner. Uh, But so before we get into the other winners, let's discuss our overall impressions at CES and what we've been seeing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the interesting things, first of all, is that uh, CS because it's so big, you end up walking around a lot. Um,
0: yeah, our feet are really our infinite. feet
1: are killing us. Uh, but what was fun this year was the three of us walked around the show together to evaluate these awards, uh, and you can imagine we had to cover the entire show yesterday, so we walked a lot, and we had very different Apple Watch. Uh, when, with our Apple Watch, we had very different steps, amount of steps we took. And that right. was an interesting discovery. So how many steps mm-hmm. did did you guys take? I don't even remember I, I what we got to. I had
2: 15,500, I think. I had 13,700.
1: And I was, I think in the middle, I think I was like 14,000, 14,500. Uh, and you know, we obviously weren't together a hundred percent of the time, but we, none of us, we decided that none of us had taken a thousand steps without the other person. And yeah. you know, Donna and Sarah were about 2,000 steps that's apart. That's almost a mile. Yeah. So uh, we don't have a good solution, a good reason for that, but it was just an interesting little case study that we did by accident. Either Apple watch isn't that accurate or we walk very differently. <laughs>
0: yeah, I might take short steps or have really short legs. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, one thing that's interesting is I
2: wear my Apple watch every single day, mm-hmm. and I have my phone with me at the same time, which you guys do also, but I know, especially Donna does not wear her Apple Watch every day, and mm-hmm. because we all have the original Apple Watch just doesn't have GPS, um, I suspect that you know, your, your Apple Watch uses your phone's GPS to kind of improve its accuracy, so if you don't wear it regularly, I think that the numbers are not going to be as accurate.
1: Mm, I, have a, I have a similar theory that I just thought of. <laughs> uh, because your phone uses GPS, if you're, say, going for a walk in the woods, it can track your steps easier. But wow. we were walking in very small circles in a large building, and I wonder if it couldn't track use GPS for accuracy and therefore it was less accurate.
2: I also think, and this might be, you know, TMI, but I'm going to go for it. We <laughs> We've never
1: held back in this podcast. No.
2: Generally, like, when you go to the bathroom, you'd leave your bag with your coworkers, which means you don't have your phone with you. I don't that's know. Those
0: steps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that's, that
1: makes up a mile. I mean. No, <laughs> no.
0: So uh, let's talk about a little bit some of the cool trends we were seeing at CES. I mean, we definitely mm-hmm. walked by a lot of exhibits with autonomous cars. That's not... You know, hundred percent our space, but that's something that's really interesting to see, be seeing more of. Yeah, also the smart autonomous. Home yeah,
1: autonomous cars seem to be one of the main things here at CS. Yeah. Drones are another really big theme. Yeah. Um.
0: So if you're a control freak, you better get used to it having uh, your car just drive for you <laughs> in the future.
1: I would say in our industry, the two trends that stood out for me: number one, uh, smart home products have become a mature market. Yeah, it's taken really a long yeah, really time is. and I think to Apple's credit because I was pretty skeptical that HomeKit was going to be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it required HomeKit for it to become a mature market because without that every app had to have their every HomeKit accessory had to have its own app. And so if you had a bunch of products, you had to have a whole bunch of apps to manage them. And so if you have like three light bulbs in your house and each one is from a different company, it just it was unruly. So I think HomeKit's I've, gone a long way.
0: The experience I've had with the Home app so far, though, is that you still do have your own apps for each product.
1: It seems like you you do have your own apps, but then you can also manage it in HomeKit.
0: Yeah, you can manage it all in the Home app. And I feel like companies maybe are going more forward with their plans now that they know that, you know, I feel like there's a bit of a holding pattern before. Yeah. There's so many different technologies and ways to do it, and now HomeKit's unifying it, and so companies are seem to be investing in HomeKit, and Smart Home more. Yeah. It's somewhat of a speculation, but.
1: The, the other thing I would say that's interesting is you, I've noticed that you do have your own apps for each of the things, but they can manage products that aren't there. So I just set up a smart plug in my bathroom. I'm pretty excited about this, side mm-hmm. note. So I have a space heater now in my bathroom, a space heater in my room, and I have a Nest thermostat. So at night, I turn down the temperature to 60 some degrees and the space heater in my room goes on and then what I used to do is I used to turn back up the temperature to like 68 70 degrees so I could like go get ready in the morning and not be freezing but now I have a space heater that turns on in my bathroom and so I don't have to heat my house in the morning
0: that's pretty amazing
1: yeah sorry went on a tangent there (laughs) what I was starting to say though is the the smart plugs in my bathroom in my home are different brands but I can manage I can manage both smart plugs from both apps, which is interesting. I think it's a HomeKit side effect.
0: And from the Home app as well. From the
1: Home app as well, but I can go into iHome, which is one of my two plugs, and turn on and off both plugs.
0: Wow, that is... That is great. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Um, any other trends you guys noticed? I feel like...
2: Um accessory makers are finally figuring out what to do with the Apple Watch because right. I feel like at first people were like, okay, this is basically an iPhone on your wrist so we're going to make <coughs> the same accessories like cases and screen protectors but the Apple Watch really doesn't need those things um, But so we saw some interesting accessories at the show where they were actually making use of the band and you know sort of adding things on instead of making a separate band that you would wear because otherwise these might be products and we'll talk about them that would be separate bands and nobody wants to wear like four bands on their wrist
1: you
0: know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 3D printing something else I was seeing a lot of
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and that I mean I still haven't found like a great affordable option for your iPhone that you can print things with it seems like 3D printing usually you have to go for a higher price point and more professional uses uh-huh. to have it be you know I think there are some things where you can print out like a, you know, figurine or something. At this point, like I don't know what I would do with that, but um, I know that a lot of people, for instance, like jewelry making. I have a friend who's a jeweler and she uses three D printing to create certain patterns and things like that. That's, That's really cool. Just really interesting. That's
1: yeah. cool. Um, I think the last trend I've noticed in our industry, which is not surprising, but is I'm excited to see, is headphones. Yeah. Now that Apple got rid of the headphone jack. So many companies are coming out with either Bluetooth headphones or headphones with Lightning adapters. It seems like that was a major trend this year.
0: And yeah, I feel like a lot of companies are going in Apple's direction with emphasizing wireless as being the way of the future yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. There were a lot of options there, so I feel like we we got to choose our very favorite ones, which yeah. I'll share with you. And it was hard because there were some amazing ones.
1: Yeah. yeah. Last. Yeah, I'm not going to call this a trend, but this is a, a side comment that we all noticed and wanted to bring up. I've been coming to CS for, oh, six years now, seven years. Uh, and I don't know that I have ever made it through a day at CS without my smartphone dying. Uh, and I think when we went to bed last night, all of us were around 50% on our iPhone uh, 7 I was at plus.
2: like 10%. Oh, okay. But yeah, I but was it made it through the day, which is amazing. I was doing some battery heavy things. yeah. yeah. <laughs> should I tell them? yeah no, now you have I was another trend. I, yeah. I was on Bumble and that is uses a lot of battery um, but tell it's interesting them. because uh, another trend at CES is apparently the dating apps are having their highest volume ever, mm-hmm. like most busiest days in their history. <laughs> yeah Bumble was, sent us a notification that was pretty funny. yeah. So, Apparently, people at CES really like Bumble and probably Tinder. I'm not on Tinder right now, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I just thought of one other trend as well. Um, virtual reality. And that it's a little sad because a lot of these headsets don't work with the iPhone yet, but we got to try out the Vive last night. Yeah. Um, that, and the game was Tilt Brush, but you got to cre- you know paint in 3D using this headset. David and I tried it out. There was also a really crazy Samsung display uh, exhibit going on where people were trying out the Gear VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully next year, or at least in the next few years, there'll be more ways you can use that with your iPhone.
1: I mean, it's not an iPhone thing, but it was incredible. I think David it,
0: loved it. I, I liked
1: it too. Okay. I was like, you didn't love it. I was like blown <laughs> away. We did basically, I mean, they you, you've probably seen the commercials on this on TV, but the HTC Vive, you can paint, but you're painting in a three dimensional world. And so you kind of can do these elaborate, like you can just walk in circles. You can kind of see your painting from different perspectives, and you can like do these elaborate swirls. And you can, it was just amazing. It was every time I use uh, virtual reality, I'm more and more convinced that it will be a, a huge thing in the future. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed by that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm also really interested to see more what augmented reality and mixed reality yeah, totally. you know, can be. They were they were saying that this was a mixed reality display because on the TV you could see what the person was painting, um, so you can like you know in the future being able to place some a person in a virtual reality world like mixing both of those, uh, it seems like there's a lot of amazing potential there.
1: I'm really excited for it, and it's exciting to see it mature every year here at the show. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our winners. Our
0: winners. Okay, first up we have the Heelbe Gobi Two. Mm-hmm. Uh This was a fitness bracelet that uh, passively tracks your calorie intake. So you don't have to enter in every ounce of butter that you ate, or a <laughs> muffin, or any, you know, all of that can be such a pain to remember every little thing that you uh, that you ate. And this just passively tracks it. It I can't remember exactly how the technology works, but there, there's a sensor on your wrist, and part of it was um, tracking the moisture levels in your skin, and there are a few other things that um, that allowed them to track that. They said they have 85% accuracy, so it's not that accurate, but in a way it also made me believe more that they uh, have a legitimate technology here because it does seem like such a huge hurdle to be able to do this. This is really the first of its kind. Yeah, and
2: I'm so excited about that because I feel like that's a huge barrier to using like these health apps that want you to enter like every little morsel you mm-hmm. eat. I know. And there's a really it's common for people to underestimate their portion sizes and but also I think it, it makes people put a really unhealthy emphasis on on what they're right. eating and instead of just really like paying attention to how they feel
0: yeah so this you know you don't really have to worry about it but it is a really it fills a gap because right now with the apple watch you're seeing the energy going out but you don't have that to compare with what's going in so if right. you have a weight loss goal you don't know how you're doing with that unless you use something like my Pal, which if you are going to do calorie tracking i feel like is one of the better ones and it's free but um But, yeah, I'd be really, we hope to get review units of this. It's not uh, available quite yet.
2: Yeah, I was thinking it would be really fun to use one of those calorie tracking apps and uh, maybe compare what, you know, my automatic entries in, I'm sorry, the automatic thing from the sensor, Mm -hmm. how that stacks up to what I enter in the app and just let you guys know. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think that, tracking calories manually is such a hassle, even with the better apps. So a technology for that, that like you said, hopefully can allow you to not place an unhealthy amount of attention on it, but also can give you a good guide every day, would be awesome. I sure. don't think it's quite there yet because 85% is promising, but it's hard to rely on. But I think it's that's part of what's fun about CS is you see emerging technologies that turn into huge companies and huge right. things. And
2: that's really, I think, why we chose this company because we really want to support this. It's such a necessary thing that I've been wishing existed. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next up, we have the Backtrack Skin. Sarah, David, do you want to
1: tell us? Sure. Things? So I have, Backtrack has another accessory, which is, I think I talked about this in the last podcast, actually.
2: You spelled the name like four times. Wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Thanks for bringing that up. Anytime, David. <laughs> um, basically, the accessory is, uh, it's a Bluetooth accessory that connects to your iPhone, and it it's small it fits in your pocket and it's a breathalyzer so you can use it to see what your blood alcohol level is uh throughout the night and i have i've had it for years i really like it not only is it good for if I, um, you know, sometimes we live in a small town where you can't always get taxis, so making sure that I'm safe to drive. Uh, and also it's kind of an, an, I found it really interesting to kind of understand the connection between how much I drink, you know, how much food I had that day and what my blood alcohol level is. And I think that's allowed me to have a little bit of a healthier uh, relationship with alcohol and how much I drink. So I really enjoyed it. It's also just a really fun party game to sit yeah. there and guess how drunk you are. That's the main thing I like about it. <laughs> let's let's be honest here. So they came out with a really cool new accessory that I'm really excited about. It's called Skin, and basically it attaches to your Apple Watch or it can attach to, I think, other bracelets or things like that.
2: I think it, yeah, I, th- I don't know about that, but it comes with a band so you can wear it, but, oh, okay. but you know they also realized that like I said earlier you don't want to wear like a whole bunch of different bands Mm -hmm. so I thought this, especially
1: one just to see how drunk you are
2: so I just thought this was a really great thing that you can actually put it on your Apple Watch band and see Mm -hmm. and so it's very discreet and it's you know it, it incorporates really well and it's, that's really impressive
1: and what it yeah. does is it gives you a live read of your blood alcohol content uh, without having to blow into a breathalyzer uh, and that's really cool for a few reasons first of all for some reason when i drink i tend to lose things <laughs> and so i tend to not i try not to bring my breathalyzer out with me because i don't want to lose it because it's expensive um so that this solves that because it's attached to my wrist Uh, And second of all, you don't necessarily, if you're using it to kind of see how, whether you're safe to drive or whatever, you don't necessarily wanna like, make a big scene in a bar about it. Um, So this is a nice, subtle way to see it, Uh, You don't have to carry something around with you, and it gives you a live read throughout the night without you having to pause and do it all the time. So you can get a feel for how many drinks you have, how that affects you, what types of alcohol you had, how that affects you, all that sort of thing. And
2: how long you should wait for your blood alcohol level to go down again.
1: Mm -hmm. I know
0: a fun thing about this is that one of the exhibitors for this was said he drank two beers at the beginning of the exhibit, And then he showed the graph over time, and it just showed, you know, the blood alcohol level spiking and then slowly going down. So I feel like that would be so nice to be able to just keep track of that and be like, oh, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. I can drive, you know. So that was really interesting.
1: All right. So just to throw this out there, we have... 15 award winners so far, and we're probably going to, we're still going out today and finalizing the list and getting a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to write an article, put it in the magazine, and put it on our website. Uh, so on the article on the website, we'll feature all of our award winners in a full description. I don't know that we'll have time to get to all of them today, so yeah, we're just going to pick right. some of my favorites to tell you guys.
0: Yeah, and the, the blog post that he mentioned will be up next week.
1: Yeah, so this is a, a sneak preview of our full C S coverage. Yeah. Um, next on our list is one that's a real favorite of mine, and this is Bodyguards Pure 2. So if you are a regular listener of the podcast or you sit anywhere near me, you'll know because I talk about it all day how much I love glass screen protectors. Um, I haven't had a case on my iPhone for probably two years now. Um, I've been, uh, really liking it. And basically my theory is that now that the back of the phone is made of metal, it's not gonna break. Really, the uh, the th- thing that's most vulnerable is the glass screen protector, or is, is the glass screen, and so having a screen protector gives you the majority of the coverage you need while still letting you have a very slim form. Now, Sarah, of course, has proven my theory wrong. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I was talking to the bodyguards people about that last night, though, and they were saying sometimes they focus so much on making the screen protector so strong instead of developing it so that when you drop your phone, it's the screen protector that breaks. Mm-hmm. Because my screen protector from a different company did not break, and my screen did. Mm, and so yeah. he was saying, basically, you actually want your screen protector to break. Okay. So, like be the one yeah
1: and that makes sense but
2: i also think that to be fair i think the way i dropped my phone the screen was going to break no matter what
0: and it was interesting to hear them describe like i've never really understood why one screen protector is better than the other and they're saying most are made of soda lime Mm -hmm. and whereas this is made of aluminous silica Uh which i guess is a very a more uh resilient type of glass and i mean From our experience, it's been really true. We've had really good experiences with bodyguards.
1: Yeah, I think that for the most part, glass screen protectors had become a commodity where you could go buy them on Amazon for 10 bucks and all the major companies had a similar level or quality. Uh, But now this one is, they're saying it's a stronger glass uh, and it seems to have a lot of properties that make it a lot more appealing. Um, So, because I love glass screen protectors, and because this one seems to be the industry leader right now, it's definitely one of my picks for CES award winner. And what's cool to talk to your point about the screen protector breaking, uh, they have a lifetime guarantee on their on their glass screen protector. So if you do break it, if you drop your phone and it breaks your screen but not your screen protector but not your screen, they'll replace it for you. So that's that's a really nice feature.
0: Yeah, it is. All right, I'm going to choose one product since we're we're going to wrap it up now, mm-hmm. but the Griffin Connected Coffee Maker, and mm. part of the reason I want to talk about that now is because I'm so in need of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> we need coffee so bad. Uh, but this... Uh, Sarah was saying, you know, she did a lot of research because she did a Smart Home article recently and was having a hard time finding a good, smart-connected coffee maker. And this one, uh, you know, you do have to ground the beans ahead of time, put it in the machine, and have the water ready to go. But you could do that the night before and then have your coffee ready and have your phone let you know when it's brewed the next morning. Which, like, how awesome would that be if we had that right now? (laughs) (laughs) really cool. I mean, to be fair, there's already, like,
2: programmable coffee makers. But what's cool about this is that... From your bed if the thing is set up you don't you can just say make the coffee now you yeah. know and honestly I have broken so many like I used to do a French press I totally broke that I constantly burn my stovetop espresso because it's really hard to make coffee before <laughs> you've had coffee <laughs> I know it's one of the We're hard addicts. things in life yeah
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite one you want to talk about Sarah um Ooh, whistle yeah,
1: I'm, well, I'm, you know, I love, love my dogs. dogs.
2: I, I I, think we've actually been pretty, like, not over the top about how obsessed our entire office is with dogs. We yeah. try
1: to be pet agnostic on this show, yeah. but in reality, we're all really dog people. Except Sorry. For Except for Ray yeah. 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 So if and you're a cat person, cats. send her letters of support because it's tough being the cat person in an office of dog people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: And I have two incredibly adorable dogs who um, like to go wandering if I ever accidentally give them the opportunity they're really strong so sometimes they can pull away from me or they chew each other's leashes and I don't realize and it breaks so um, so this allows you to not only track their activity levels but it also has GPS and so if your dog gets out you can find them (laughs) it's really awesome and the
0: product's called the Whistle 3. It's, uh, no, I didn't it? it's even like mention a it isn't It's like a small <laughs> little device that connects to your dog's collar. It's small enough that you could even put it on your cat's collar. Nice. So it's nice and discreet. It's not like a huge bulky thing your dog mm-hmm. or cat would be carrying around. I reviewed this in an earlier iteration and I still really liked it. It was a really good quality product, really durable, which was important cuz you know my dog's a terror. And also um, but it, it was an activity tracker only. So it was great to see because I'm not, you know, I'm not as great of a dog owner as Sarah is. Sarah goes on like miles and miles, uh, walks every day with her dogs, Uh, but this would just help keep me in check and make sure I was getting him as much activity as he needed. but now, I feel like this GPS feature makes it just so much more useful mm-hmm. because so many people, yeah, like, it's always a huge fear of dog owners that they're going to lose their dog. Well, and it's really common. Sometimes. I'm on a Facebook group. I mean, like, I feel
2: like half the Facebook groups I'm on at least are, like, dog-related. Right. But yeah. um, I'm one of the ones I'm on is a local, <laughs> like, Lost and Found Fur Babies, and people's dogs are all, like, people are always citing, like, unaccompanied dogs who are off on some adventure but are probably going to be sad when they get hungry. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are people looking for their lost pets? And so this is a really handy tool.
0: It was cool, too, because I feel like a, a part of the spirit of Whistle is to, uh, you know, you can't, we, we don't speak the same language as our dogs, but like to know as much as you can about what's going on with them. Because right. you can also see, even if you weren't giving them exercise, uh, if they're, for a certain amount of days in a row, just being really lethargic around the house, it'll let you know that, too. Like you might want to take them to the vet. So I feel like there's, in general, mm-hmm. they have a very like caring right. attitude about your they,
2: Yeah, I mean, I really bonded, actually, with uh, the founder of the company, Ben. He and his wife, like, clearly <laughs> we love him. adore their dogs, <laughs> and so that just made me really like them. Hmm. Oh.
1: So I'm going to pick two. Sorry, I'm cheating here. <laughs> but we talked about headphones being a major trend this year, so I'm going to give you two of them that we picked as award winners. Um, The first one is by a company called Libratone. Again, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know that I really like Libratones. They have great speakers that I have in my house. But now they have uh, in-ear earbuds, and they're one of the first, if not the first, on on market with a lightning adapter. So it's a lightning adapter, so you can use it for your iPhone 7 uh, and uh, their earbuds. And they're noise canceling. So I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. But one of the things I liked in particular was I struggle a lot with earbuds because I actually don't always want them to be noise canceling. So let's say I'm going for a run, it's You know, you want to be able to hear your surrounding noise uh, or if somebody comes up and starts talking to me and then I can't hear them. So they have three different levels of settings. One is noise canceling. One is kind of standard, like no noise canceling, like a normal earbud. And the third one is actually it switches the mics. So how noise canceling works is there's actually a mic built into the earbud that hears the surrounding noise and then cancels it. So it switches that mic, and so instead of canceling the noise, it amplifies it so you actually, somebody walks up and starts talking to you, you push a button, and then actually you can hear them better than you would have while leaving your earphones in, and then they leave, and you go back to listening to your music.
0: And it was cool with the demo of this, you could do it whether you're playing music or not. So sometimes if you want to, you might be wearing your earbuds around, uh, you don't want to take them out because it's sort of a hassle. So you, even if you're not listening to music, you can, you can use this.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And it was
2: so easy to use, too, because, like, yeah. sometimes, like, if there's a lot of features on a pair of earbuds or headphones, like, it gets complicated, mm-hmm. and this was just a very simple
0: process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it's similarly placed to Apple's ear, EarPods, AirPods, EarPods, <laughs> AirPods. Uh, that you, where you have the volume buttons, and then in the center oh, right. was a little earpods. button that you press mm-hmm. that, that does the, um, they called it their city mix noise control Ooh, technology. I love how everybody tries to <laughs>
1: come up with these like fancy names for yeah. it. Uh, the did? second headphone is Earin. So one of the things we saw is a lot of not just Bluetooth headphones but truly wireless headphones. So little earbuds where the um, the earbuds themselves aren't connected to each other in addition to not being connected to the phone. Uh, and irin f- is a sponsor of ours so just full disclosure there but they're really they're just my favorite of the bunch
0: yeah part of the yeah. reason they're a sponsor is david really tracked them down after learning about yeah I t- was really excited about what they were doing
1: they seem they seem to be the best the industry leader and so i emailed them and said you guys have to be a sponsor <laughs> yeah
0: they're a company based in sweden they said they have about uh-huh. 20 people so it's this kind of indie company they seem really uh, dedicated to quality. Mm-hmm.
1: And they've had the M1s out for a while now, and they they were I think the first truly wireless earbuds, so they're kind of the first to market with this. And they are just releasing the M2s, which will be out I think in Q2. Is that correct? Um, maybe even Q1. Um, I think it
0: knows Q2. I think you said spring or summer. Okay.
1: Is when they'll really be available. And these are number one. They are with all of the wireless earbuds you end up with um, some kind of drop issues because it's hard to have you not only now have to have bluetooth connected to one device but you have to have bluetooth connected to two devices at the same time and it's Mm -hmm. a hard thing to do so they claim to have solved this problem Uh, and so they have they're claiming they have no drop issues it's a lighter smaller earbud than the previous m1s and it to me, it was the lightest and smallest that I saw. I don't know that I saw anybody's that were lighter, yeah. smaller, and they're so sleek. They're so yeah. nice looking. Well,
2: you're talking about like not having to take your earbuds out. Like these ones, especially, like you can almost not even see them in your ear. And yeah. They they also have this really amazing technology, which I can't remember how it works, but it was so impressive. Um, like sort of when you're using your mic, it kind of cancels the background mm-hmm. noise so that the person you're speaking to really hears you clearly instead of. It being mixed in with the ambient noise if you're in a place that's really loud. Yeah,
1: so they gave this sample where they we were in a bar. or They sampled it so that not, there's all this background noise. As if you're in a bar and they were talking, you can hear them. And then suddenly they turned on this technology and all the background noise went away. Uh, and you could hear crystal clear.
0: And it was a little different than Libretone in that they were saying they didn't even amplify the regular voice. They just knew what sounds
1: to eliminate yeah well in the reverse is with the Libra tones it was so that the person with the earbuds could hear uh, but also I think they're with the um, ear-ins it's for both so if you're talking something who's in a bar they won't be they won't they'll be able to hear you really clearly as well
0: right Oh, yeah so you mean if you're on a call
1: yeah if you're yeah. on a call uh, and you're in a bar the other person will be able to hear you clearly.
0: And they had really simple touch controls too. So mm-hmm. you if you just you just tap the the top of the ear uh, bud in order to answer a right. call. And you'll be able to customize
2: those ear like those controls with mm-hmm. the with the app, which I think is great because, you know, like whatever way works for you and whatever controls mm-hmm. are the most important, you can customize
0: that yeah so these are just you know those are just some of our winners we have a lot of other cool products we're going going to include so check back at iphonelife.com next week we'll also add the link to our podcast blog post next week once we have that up it's iphonelife.com slash podcast to see all of the show notes from all of our shows um so yeah thanks so much i hope we give you a taste of what ces is like it's been really exciting to be here this is also our first episode of the new year, so happy, happy 20th, New happy Year! Uh, we're excited to see what new tech comes out this year and share that with all of you. Uh, so I think that wraps up our show, if, unless any of you guys have anything
1: to add. No, I don't no. think so. As always, um, just a few prompts for you. Send us an email with your questions about any of these products uh, or... Um, Send us an email about anything at podcast at iphonelife.com. Sign up for free daily tips. Go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip. Uh, Sign up for iPhone Life Insider at iphonelife.com slash insider. Uh, And thanks, everybody, for listening. And subscribe to the podcast and rate us. It helps a lot, and we appreciate it a lot.
2: Thanks, everyone. Bye.